This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I am very excited, Mark. Very, very excited. And I'm sorry, I just took your line. <laughs> very good. So that's fine. So we're here every Saturday, 1 o'clock on the number one talk station in Philly, WPHT Talk Radio. If you want to ask us a question about residential, commercial, mortgages, give us a call. My number is 267 267- Two six six fifty five zero one. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're just here to keep you informed. We are the only real estate show in the Philly market, which is the fifth largest media market in the country. And you can listen to this show, past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have our market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. A new series. We also have Mark's Funny Story. Got one for you. And we have our Mortgage Mom topic. Which is what? Let's shop local. All right. Very good. Mark, we are honored today to have our guest, Mark Gada. He is the owner of Opus Elite Real Estate. And he's going to tell us a little bit about his office and how fabulous the market is. Very good. All right. So coming up also, we have our questions. First question is, if I buy a foreclosed home, fix it up and then resell it, is it possible to sell someone with a credit score of only a 540 anyway without using a credit score? Sounds like one of my clients. Would a seller (laughs) consider a six or 12 month lease at which time we would get our own financing? Next question is, if a house deed was registered in my name before I turned 18, can it be contested by a disgruntled relative that wants the house? Ooh, family problems. Next question is, what appliances are going to be conveyed at settlement? And then last question is, how can I tell if a house that is up for sale currently has people living in it? And then it says in parentheses without peering in the windows. No, just kidding. (laughs) And we also have our topic of the day, which is housing market outlook. How much will home prices 
drop in 2022 and in 2023? Which we shall see. Let's see. But first, Mark, give us your motivational quote. And a motivational quote today is, those who make the worst use of their time are the first ones to complain of its shortness. <laughs> yeah, they're always the ones to say, I don't have enough time. Everybody right. gets the same amount of time. 86,400 seconds a day. It's according <laughs> to how you use it. So, what, so where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is Frank's bell. So I looked at our local inventory. Actually, it dropped since last Saturday. Uh, last week, we had 4741 actives in Philly. Counties are the same way. And this week, it dropped down to 4702. Not a big drop, but, you know, this inventory issue is going to continue for a while. Fast rising home prices, interest rates coupled with the slipping economy helped the cool nation's housing market in June, leading to a nearly 2% increase in the number of homes that were on the market. If that sounds like a lot, but 2% is not much. It's, and then we're seeing it in Philly, like we talked about it last week. You were talking a couple hundred extra houses came on the market. That was it. And the builders are just way behind. That marks the first month since July of 2019, pre-pandemic, that the housing inventory <laughs> increased year over year. Home, home inventory bumped uh, other data indicating that the nation's housing lost some steam last month, according to a report coming out of Seattle. Uh, median home prices nationwide did rise 11.2% in June. But that's the smallest year-over-year increase in about two years. San Fran actually posted a decrease of 0.05. So, you know, turning their median price to 1581000 in June. That's it? That's how, that's how expensive it is in San Fran. So uh, uh, Florida posted the highest gross in home prices at 29.7% year-over-year in June to 480000 so far it is booming. And they're Home still sales. coming down, Mark. They're coming down. Thousand people a day for sure. Yep. And they're, they're coming out of California, New York, and all of the high price states. Jersey. Homes I had just somebody that moved to Jersey. They can't believe how high expensive Jersey is. Home sales for June <laughs> declined by nearly sixty percent year over year, mainly in June, and the largest decline since May of twenty twenty. The country's economic woes have already cooled the housing market, and they're likely to continue dampening demand. They advise sellers, if you're going to sell, get in the market now. Do it quickly before everybody gets in, because it's a great time to sell, probably the best time ever. And price carefully, you know, price it right, shows right, it's going to sell right away. You'll do more harm than good if you overprice it, shoot for the moon. And now I'm seeing a little more of those reductions all the time. Yeah. Redfin report notes that the market is now a mix of good and bad for homeowners who are seeing higher than monthly payments earlier due to the spike in interest rate, averaging 5.5 for a 30-year fixed mortgage in June. At the same time, home buyers are facing less competition as there's a slight bump in inventory. So the highlights of the whole thing were total homes sold for for, uh, for the month of June came in at 524 thousand two hundred a fifteen point five percent year over year decline pending home sales in june stood at five hundred thousand a twelve point six percent drop a new home listings were also down by four point four total home sales for june were up at one million four hundred fifty nine hundred that's up one point eight percent over the year 
and it on and the days when the market jumped up a little bit. Like right. in Philly, we're st- still at seven to ten days. Right. Tell us about the rates. So the rates are still great. I mean, we have a lot of um, economic news coming out, but your thirty-year fixed rate five and a half percent on a thirty-year conventional. Your fifteen-year is at four point six two five. We still have the five one seven one and ten-year arm um, at four and a half percent. Your FHA for thirty years is five point. 5% and your 30 year VA, we're looking around 5.375. So rates are still good. It's a great time to buy. It's a better time to yep. sell and, and let's get on the move. And I just want to let you know that our project in Somerset is rolling. We are going to roll out 170 new homes that are going to hit the market short shortly. So we are definitely going to help with the inventory. Yeah. And I've seen some up on Grand Avenue. They're almost done it, but they're probably all sold already. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So let's talk about school. So this 10-year-old public school boy was finding fifth grade math to be the biggest challenge of his life. Science, piece of cake, geography, no big deal, spelling, no problem. Give him a break. But math, it was devastating. Not only to him, but his mom and dad, too. And not that they weren't doing everything and anything to help the son. They got private tutors, peer assistance, CD-ROMs, textbooks. They even tried hypnosis. Nothing worked. Finally, at an instant, the family, one of the family friends decided to enroll him, or enroll him in a private school. And not just any private school, but a Catholic school. Nuns, weekly mass, the whole shooting match. Well, the first day of school arrives He's dressed in his school uniform. The youngster ventured out into the great unknown. His mother and, mother and father were convinced they were doing the right thing. They were both waiting for their son when he returned home. He walked in with a stern focus, went right to his room, and and like just started working and working and closed the door. For nearly two hours, he toiled away in his room with his math books, strewn about his desk, surrounding the floor. He emerged long enough only to eat after quickly cleaning his plate he went straight back to his room closed the door and worked feverishly at his studies until bedtime and this pattern continued ceaselessly until the first quarter report card after school the boy walked into the home with his report card unopened in his hand without a word he dropped the envelope on the family dinner table went straight to his room his parents were petrified <laughs> what lay what lay inside this envelope success failure doom patiently Finally, they opened the end, uh, opened the envelope, and to their amazement, they seen a bright red A under the math. Overjoyed, she and her husband rushed into the room, son's room, thrilled at the remarkable progress of their son. They said, "What was it? The nuns that did it?" The father asked the boy, and he shook his head, "No." Was it the one-on-one tutoring, the peer mentoring? The boy shrugged, "No." The textbooks, the teacher, the curriculum? Asked the father. "Nope," said the son. It was all very clear to me from the first day of Catholic school. He goes, how so, says the mom. When I walked in the lobby, I saw that guy nailed to the plus sign. I knew they meant business. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That was great. I'm up to 923. Give me a break. (laughs) I know. If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net 
or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Mind segment with the Ann Kat Saris from Green Tree Mortgage. And our topic is why it's important to shop local. Yeah, again, kind of close, but we'll we'll do it. Hey, that's what you told me. That's what I typed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, it's important, especially in, in today's market, to deal with somebody that's local, and I can't stress this enough. I mean, my phone blows up all the time where people had gone to an internet company. Not that I want to talk badly of any company, but, you know, like a rocket mortgage or an internet right. where, you know, it's a 1-800 number that you're calling on the telephone. Um, you're not getting the service that you that you deserve. So I just want to talk about the benefit of being able to actually develop a relationship and meet in person with your lender, because I've been doing this for over 20 years and I can't stress how many of the same people I do business with over and over and over again. And that's because we've built a relationship. They trust me. They have confidence in me. I mean, look, we say this all the time. It's one of the biggest biggest purchases you're ever going to make. Do you want to deal with somebody that you're not going to be able to call after right. seven o'clock, you know, at seven o'clock at night that's not going to answer the phone? The importance of being local, especially with my company, is that everything that we do is in-house. All the underwriting, all the processing. And we're able to get deals done quickly. The other thing, Mark, as you know, we have an amazing reputation. Green Tree Mortgage Company LP has an amazing reputation. When we send out a pre-approval, the listing agents know that we've done our due diligence. We've got all the assets. We've got the W-2s. We've got everything but a DNA sample and know that we're going to close. The only thing our buyer needs to basically do is find a house, get through the home inspection, and get your title insurance. Now, that comes into play in this market because again, our reputation supersedes us. So they know that we've done our due diligence. Yeah. You're not sending out some qualification. You're pre-approved for 500,000 signed by some vice president that nobody ever met. Right. And the other thing too, is it's so much easier to meet with someone face to face, answer their questions, decide on what low loan program is best going to meet their needs. But the other side of that too is somebody that is very stressed over this situation and maybe their credit score isn't where it needs to be or maybe they don't have the assets that they need to close. They need to have a plan because everyone deserves the opportunity of home ownership. And somebody that's in a call center that's picking up the phone, picking up the phone, isn't going to give them that plan. No. So it's one of the things that we pride ourselves in. I have an amazing team. We have two pre-approval specialists that are with us. Um, Again, our processor, our underwriting, everything that we do is in-house. So it's a big plus. Um, Credit simulators, helping people with the buyers, attending the closing, showing up and being able to go over the docs with the buyer. Nobody's doing that anymore. Every time I show up for a settlement, the, the, the agents are surprised. Like, what are you doing here? That's I'm ridiculous. like, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, that's right. right. You are supposed to be there. And that's the same. Like uh, I talk to these agents, uh, these people, when I teach a class and I have agents sit in and I, I tell them, you know, I see a, a, a real estate agent's card under a pizza counter. We're hanging on a cork board in a bar. <laughs> that's who I'm going to call. No, I'm going to call right. somebody that I know through a relationship. 
And right. and your team, what I what do I do with you? I get a buyer, I give them to you. You you pre-approve them, collect order docs. You pre-approve them as high as we go, and then we figure out where they want to be monthly, and we do a good buyer's needs analysis, and we and then we're searching for what they want. Yeah. It's just important, you know, we started off being able to, you know, shop local. It's just important to be able to, you know, have a relationship like I started in the beginning and build the confidence, um, you know, with that lender and also with the realtor, because again, we're all in business together. So yeah, if you have any questions, uh, it makes it a lot less stressful too. When somebody explains everybody. you the whole process rather than piecemeal you to the end. Right. Right. Just like the question that we had last week, you know, why, why did they email me all these documents right, and tell me to sign here and press hard? Yeah, pick right. your signature and just click away. <laughs> right. Right. And it's it's got to be done. And a two minute and 50 second phone call. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So if anybody has any questions, you can feel free to go to my website, mortgagemom.net. You can give me a call at 609-605-7153. All right. So we're up to the questions. So what's the first one? The first question is, if I buy a foreclosed home, fix it up, and then resell it, is it possible to sell to someone with a credit score of a 540? And is there any way without using a credit score? Yeah, if they have cash, I mean... Right, but you can you can also deal with hard lenders. You know, they will definitely lend you the money, you know, with a couple points. Or you could, um, you could lease it to them and then give them time to get their credits together and have a plan right. like we were just talking about. Maybe... Maybe you do a lease purchase, and uh, eight months from now they can they buy it outright. In the meantime, they pay your rent. Problem solved. Right. Minimum credit score is going to be a five eighty. I haven't personally heard of anybody doing a five forty, um, no. not since the the pre pandemic. But with a five eighty, you should be able to get it done. You know, just depending on what the credit looks like. All right. What's the next one? All right. Question number two: Would a seller consider a six or twelve month lease? At which time we would get our own financing. We basically just answer that. Yeah. I Correct. mean, sometimes people are not ready. So, you know, the way their job, they're relocating. There's a million different. That's why no two real estate deals are ever the same. And this is a situation where, you know, somebody needs a little more time. So maybe they lease for six to 12 months and then they, and if you, then they do the financing. Right. And if you don't ask. The answer is no. All right. Question number three. If a house deed was registered in my name before I turned 18, can it be contested by a disgruntled relative that wants the house? Well, the only way it could be in their name before 18, if it was a trust. Trust. So it'd have right. to be in some kind of trust that now this other relative, this is when family shows up when there's money involved. And at this point, yeah, the disgruntled relative shows up now and says, wait a minute. Now this kid's going to get this house. And, and he wasn't. Eight, he wasn't even 18. Walter was a trust and it was in his right. name till he turned 18. And now, no, actually there should be a lawyer involved here. hundred percent. I'm not giving legal All right, advice. Next, next question. What appliances are going to be conveyed at settlement? Everything that's in the agreement and everything that's attached, like the right. microwave in the wall. And if there's something, some chandelier or some washer dryer that they want to take with them, they better put that in the contract or else it might not be included in the sale. So you want to be, you know, don't take for granted just because the washer and dryer is there, you're getting it because they, unless you put it in the contract, it might be gone. What's the last one? Right. All right. Last question. How can I tell if a house that is up for sale 
currently has people living in it? That's a weird question. Knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, ask the agent. Call, Call the, the agent. agent. Yeah, but like, what's the difference? Like, well, you want to buy a house with nobody in it? I don't know. I mean, right. that's not the norm. I mean, most people are living in a house because they can't afford to buy another house. Until they sell. Right. Empty. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you can, you know, you can call the number for the, oh, that's yeah, on the for sale the sign. Agent. You can ask the listing agent. You can knock on the door. Or you can check the mailbox, but that's probably illegal <laughs> Say, too. Hello. So. <laughs> I just want to know if you're living here. I am. <laughs> All right. It's an interesting question. So what's coming up next? So coming up next is going to be our guest segment. And we have Mark Gata from Opus Elite Real Estate. All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to our guest segment today. I'm very excited to have Mark Gada from Opus Elite Real Estate. He is the owner, and he is here to tell us a little bit about his company, about the market, and give us some insight. So, welcome, Mark. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having Hi, me, Mark. guys. Very welcome. Thank you. Real glad to have you. How are you? I'm doing well, so, thank you. How long How long have you been in business, Opus? So Opus is a fairly new company. We're about three and a half years young, almost four years at this point. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're growing by the day. We're, we're very fortunate. Very how, many, how many locations do you have, Mark? Where are they located? Sure. So we have four locations. Our main office is in Newtown, Bucks County. So we have a satellite office in Langhorne, right around the corner from that. Uh, also in Bucks County. We have an office way up in the Poconos in Cresco, and we have a team that we uh, support up there, and we have another office in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Oh, that's good, because yeah. I get a lot of people that I get leads, and I'm always looking for agents Ooh. up in the Poconos, so I'll be able to send you leads. You know, it's funny you say that, Mark, and that's part of the reason that we actually opened up there. We, we did uh, take over a team, and we supported them with an office up there, and that was the main reason. You know, it's... Uh, it's a little bit different. People work at a different pace in the Poconos. Um, they tend to be a little bit slower, and, and you have an influx of people that are moving in from New York or you know looking to get an Airbnb from you know from this area. And and fortunately, we have some agents that are originally from uh, Northeast Philadelphia, so they talk like us, they walk like us, and they move just as quickly as we do. And and they're setting the world on fire up there. They're really doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. that market. There's a lot of construction going on up in that market too, isn't there? A ton, a ton. It really is. Uh, you know, so in and around the casino, so we're located right around the corner from the casino, but that area specifically, the, the, the I mean, new construction alone, but just uh, it's, you have so many people that are moving across from New York. They're just, you know, and buying at pennies on the dollar compared to what they're, you know, what, what the, the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the cost of the homes in New York are. So it's just, yeah, it's great. It, it, it's, um, you know, we got in at the right time over there. And, uh, and we're, again, we're very fortunate to be up there. And that's a good market. Yeah. And there's a lot, you know, a lot of Philadelphians own homes up there, vacation homes and stuff like that, too, because all the resorts, the casinos, everything else. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's it's still I mean, even though property values like here are are inflated, um, still buying at a fraction of the price, for you know, as opposed to buying, you know, a beach house, you're still getting to reap the benefits of a vacation home. And, and the nice thing about it is, you know, a lot of people are going up there, they're spending some time there, but then they have 
you have the short-term rental option via Airbnb, yep. VRBO, and that's year-round. You know, whether it's you know wintertime for the ski resorts, yeah. whether it's summertime for the lake houses and so on. You know, there you have the that's option right. to rent year-round, which is fantastic. Yeah, I have a few friends that actually do that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, that that's a great point. Yeah. There's not too many places where you can do that locally, so that's great. Yeah, because yeah, sure. the skiing, the skiing in the winter, you, you don't have that at the shore. You know, so. we, right. We have a beach house in uh, in Seaside, and I mean, we don't rent it, but the, the market there is about 16 weeks. That's all you have. I mean, for, from a rental standpoint, right. outside of that's, that, that's you right. know, it's just you know, so you have 16 weeks to rent, whereas there, 52 weeks out of the year, you're able to rent. And um, yeah, we have a lot of investors that are moving that direction. No, that's a great point. And you know, Mark, you bring up the point about the people from the Northeast that are going up to the Poconos. Sure. You know, I just opened up an office in Florida in December okay. um, in the Palm Beach Gardens area. And there's a lot of brokers that are from Philadelphia or New Jersey that I work with here that are now going to Florida. And it's great because when the sun's out in Florida, not a lot of agents are working. So yep. um, you got to wait for, you know, a rainy day or the break in the sunshine. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's true. But, yep. you know, now that people from Philadelphia and New Jersey, we're all in the same mode. Like, let's get up early, work early and, you know, and then finish the rest of the day. Sure. So it's, it's kind of like the same circumstances. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny how our paths are kind of aligning because we're, we're at the same point now. I think the natural progression for Opus as a next office will probably be um, somewhere in Florida. I know nothing about Florida. I just know that I've sent down at least 20 to 30 referrals in the Fort Myers area this past year. And it only yep. makes sense to open something down there. We have a great team of agents that we've been referring a lot of work out to, and it's just, it's, it's explosive. Them. So it's not, it's, yeah. it's not, yeah, well, you know, it's not what it used to be. Oh. You know, it just used to be Florida was just a place to retire. It's not that way anymore. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. And all, and all the offices you have are all in our listening area. We go, our show reaches the Poconos to the shore. Oh, wow. So Excellent. it's Excellent. 12, 12, 10 is a big signal. Excellent. Yeah. I get a lot of people that listen to our show up in the Poconos all the time. So how many agents are you up to? So, uh, you know, as of, I think the end of this week, our roster reads about 70 to 75 agents. Um, and, and again, we're about just about four years in now. And it's really been the past year that we've, um, you know, we've grown uh, fairly quickly. You know, we, we've opened up two of the, well, two offices this past year, and we've taken on probably 40 agents within the past, I'd say, four to five months. So we're really fortunate with That's that. Um, and, and you know what it comes down to? And, and uh, I just find, and, you know, I come from the corporate world, and, and I've worked the big box companies, and, and this is actually a perfect uh, you know, segment, segue into what you were talking about, shopping local and so on. You know, that's what Opus is about. All of our offices are conveniently placed in these walkable towns. Newtown, uh, you know, Langhorne is Stark, right. Langhorne is Stark, Newtown, Cresco in the Poconos as well, and Robbinsville. I mean, these are all walkable towns, and, and you really hit the nail on the head, Dan, when you said that, you know, people are making the biggest purchase of their lives. This is a big decision, and there's only so much that you can do. And I understand that, you know, these are the times that we, we have to work quickly and a lot of things are done electronically, but people want to put a name with a face. They want to be able to walk into an office, sure. see who you are, talk to this person and, and build a relationship. And that's what our business is based on. It's relationships, right? So, uh, Agreed. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. So, but yeah. And as long as the agents, you know, I mean, I, I teach, I coach agents and, uh, 
the biggest problem I see with agents right now yeah. is a lot of them got a little lazy because everything was so easy yeah. and they don't want to pick up that phone and talk to their database and have that conversation that's personal, that personal touch. Yeah, it's it. And, and they, they all think that they're calling people up and saying, you want to buy, you want to sell? That's not what you do. Absolutely not. You call them up and you tell them what's going on yep. with the market. Yep. And then right. you say in the magic line. I need your help. If you run into anybody, would you call me? And they do. Mark, you, right. you hit the it's not rocket head. science. And yep. It's a yeah. matter of that, that the conversation is the relationship. Yep. It's, right. it's all you know? about relationship. You hit the nail on the head. When we do our, you know, I did sales training in the corporate world and I do the same thing now with our agents. And I tell them all the time, you know, we're not, you know, no offense to the used car salesman, but we're not, we're not out there selling used cars. It's not about the sale. It's about building that relationship. And ultimately they will come back to you. If it's not now, it may be five years from now, maybe a cousin, a brother. Exactly. And that's what it's about. So. And you right. don't know who they know. So, you know, you never know who you're talking to yeah. and, and you never know who they know, which is the most important piece to that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, when I teach a lot of sales courses myself and I tell people when they get into this business, if you opened up a pizza restaurant, sure. what would you do? Would you just open the door and hope people come in? Right. No, you'd call all your friends, your family, you'd invite them to come in. You tell them what's on the menu and you'd say, Hey, do me a favor. If you think the food's good. Can you refer me to a friend? I mean, it's the same thing, just a different product. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Mark, if you ever want, I, I teach a course called uh, Zero to 20 Million in Production. Okay. If you ever want, I could do a Zoom for all your offices. I would love that. If you want me to do it. It's about a two-hour class. That's fantastic. But it's, it's called Zero to 20 Million in Production. I will connect yeah, with you. Yeah, it's a great class. Yeah, that sounds great. I would it's love a great to be a class. part of that. That sounds fantastic. So, Mark, I, I really appreciate you coming on sure. and, and talking with us. I know I know you're on a road trip with your family, and that's amazing. I'm, I'm very jealous. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you for but having me. If some, absolutely. If somebody has questions or needs information, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Sure. They can call the office line, and that's 215-395-6277. My cell phone number is 215 630 two zero four zero and my email is mark at opus elite re like real estate .com. very good and i'll have deanne email me your info and i'll send you something on the zero to 20 million coaching session maybe i'll come in and do it for your office that sounds awesome mark i'd love to do that all right that'd be great. all right safe travels mark thank you again so, where, so much where, where are you traveling around anyway so right now i mean it's kind of funny but i'm in a parking lot in tennessee we're on our way to dollywood <laughs> and then we're going to go to memphis so i have my four kids my wife in the car and i'm sitting in a parking lot in a gas station talking to you guys so i'm sure be, i'm sure we'll be anxious to get back on the road but i really appreciate it i wouldn't have missed this for the world Oh, Very thank good. you. And, and Mark, right, well, do me a, a favor. Safe trip. Yeah, thank you. Please thank you. thank your family. Thank your family for me because I appreciate I it. I absolutely will. All From right. one mom to another mortgage mom. There you go. Thank you. There All you right. go. Yep. Travel safe. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. So coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, the housing market outlook. How much will home prices drop in 2022 or 2023? Oh, crystal ball. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. 
All right, welcome back to Good News Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT on Positive all the time. That was a good interview with Mark from Opus. That was great. So what's coming up? So coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, Mark, which is going to be the housing market outlook. How much will home prices drop in 20? 2022. Yeah, and we're going to have another big, robust debate about the housing market. And is it in focus? You know, all this recession fears, we're definitely in a recession. They, they call it whatever they want, but rising interest rates, they start to cool the interest in the U.S. housing market. Poor consumer sentiment implies home prices may decline this year. Not all analysts are on board with these bearish theses. You know, there's a lot of opinions out there. <laughs> What are the most and you know what they're like. Yeah, I know. And the most remarkable developments in the post-pandemic economy has been the sharp rise in the housing market. Despite all the fears when this all thing started, everybody rushed into real estate in 2020. More houses were sold in 2020 than 19, and already driving up the prices. The Federal Reserve or dramatically reduced benchmark interest rates, sparing more spending. But what the Fed giveth. The Fed taketh away. Taketh. <laughs> when the central bank started shifting its policy toward hawkishness, the housing market began to absorb the move, recognizing that the window to participate in the red hot real estate sector could be closing soon. Housing listings spiked a little bit in May because everybody knew this was coming and there's going to be another one coming. In theory, housing prices should continue declining throughout the year, but perhaps into 2023. But they don't know. For one or the higher borrowing costs significantly impede affordability, though. Second, mortgage lenders will be not as lucky to approve as many applicants as with the economy slowing down, possibly with the recession, thus contributing to some layoffs in the lending segment. I've seen a lot of big lenders laying people off, even some big real estate companies laying off people in their offices and like, Correct. Uh, you know. Yep. I heard uh, one from Remax. They laid off a bunch of people. Finally, home sellers are clearly seeing the writing on the wall. It's time to sell, which we've been saying for the last five years. I wish we could get everybody to listen to our show. We, they'd all be way, getting there. They'd be way ahead of the game. And that said, right? not everything points to a negative outlook. There is a very optimistic view of the housing market also. When it comes to determining the trajectory of home prices, urging urgency may be the key factor. Despite some sh uh, slowdowns in early spring of 22, you know, the market's going to continue to relatively strong demand for buyers, even at the elevated home prices, because the rates are still reasonable. Rate, that the, one of the big problems out there is nobody knows history. You know, rates are usually 8 to 12 to 14 percent historically. We're at five. I mean, it's a great time to buy. But then people don't know, and the millennials know nothing about the 70s and the 80s. So, you know, if you don't know your history, how do you make some decisions? But we're right. definitely. What are you basing that on? Yeah, we're not heading into any kind of housing bubble. That's not going to happen. There has been a huge demand for homes, but the banking regulations after the 2008 market crash are much more restrictive, and they've remained that way. And in fact, housing has only crashed once. In 73 years, and that was in 2008, in 73 years, housing always kind of keeps pumping along. Just like the agents, there was uh, over a million two belonged to the NAR uh, prior to 08. And after 08, there was 860. All the ones that didn't know how to lead generate correctly were gone. 
So we thin the herd, and I think we're going to thin the herd again a little bit. Nevertheless, many people believe it to be unusual for a major economic pivot that's not going to affect some home prices. Real estate will continue with transition away from the sellers, eventually giving buyers a little better break here. But I don't see anything like radical happening. It's, it's going to be slow change. And who knows what the rates are going to be like another year from now, you know? And a lesson from the past, still one nagging point about home prices is that it may not be wise to give complete credence to these experts whose livelihoods are tied to the resilience of the housing market. Experts can be wrong. You know, remember, experts built the Titanic and amateurs built the Ark. Right. right. <laughs> back, back in, I remember, and back in October 2005, I was I was selling real estate then and running an office. I was thinking this can't last forever. And if and remember that big that movie Too Big to Fail? I actually Too wrote Big a song to Fail, yeah. Yeah. And Ben Bernanek, head of the Fed, you know, he's oh, it's very unlikely there's gonna be a housing bus. And then they were selling all that insurance and they were selling things that didn't even exist. They were bundling all kinds of stuff. Well, they put all regulations in, and then the worst thing they did, if you remember. They gave out like $700 billion to all the banks for them to help lend out money. And what did they do? They paid off all their debt. Remember that? I do. I remember all that. But a lot of people don't remember all that. You know, you need to know your history. So it's best to trust basic economic principles and the good old-fashioned common sense. Tune in here every Saturday. We'll keep you informed. And there's a thousand experts. The doom and gloomers are out there. The other side's out there. You got to weed through to figure out what's really going on. So that's all I got to say about that. I'm surprised because that was a little, that was a short rant. I'm surprised. And there was a lot of info in there too. There was. All right. So where are we at? All right, Mark. So we are up to our business section with asking Dr. A and we're talking about the staff characteristics of the staff performance fit series. So welcome, Dr. A. Hi guys. How are you? Very good. How are you, Dr. Abelson? Today, so today we're going to talk about the motives. So tell us a little bit about this. Well, it's interesting. When, when people do benchmarking and things of that nature, they typically focus on behaviors. There's a lot of different behavioral profiles out there. There's dozens of disk profiles out there. There's something called a PI that's a behavioral profile, and there, there's, there's plenty of others. But very, very few actually look at what's underlying the behaviors or what motivates that behavior, which really gives us significant additional insight into what people are like, especially when you want to hire them. I mean, do you want to hire somebody who can work in a unstructured situation and somewhat entrepreneurial? Or do you want somebody who can work in a situation that's pretty constrained, you know, and, and rule bound and rule based? You know, it depends on the job. It depends on what you want as to which person is going to work best. That's not a disc behavior thing. That's something that we talk about when it comes to, to what motivates that particular behavior. So you can have somebody who's a very high D who likes to have this structure. You can also have somebody who's a very high D who doesn't like to have structure at all, and they are two very different people. So it's really important to look at to look at both of them or both aspects. In fact, in benchmarking, we look at additional aspects as well. But but let's we're going to start with the behaviors and motives right now. Mark, right. You know, Mark, how do you see this? You know, in, in your training, how do you see this with your particular teachers? I'm sure you see the same stuff. I do see the same stuff, and, and and motives are very important because, like we talk about every once in a while, we bring it up. Most people that employ people think it's all about money, yeah. and most of the time, I find it's not about money. 
It's about the culture, the the situation they're in, who they're with. Uh, I think a lot of times culture outweighs money all the time. Uh, they'll take less money if they're in an environment that motivates them and they feel like they're they're adding to the scenario and they have a say and people listen to them and yeah it's like it's very important absolutely my uh, one of my pre one of my pre-approval specialists that we just hired um about two months ago i mean if we tell her she's doing a great job that's more than me giving her a raise i mean her goal in taking this position was to make our team wildly successful i mean and you can't put a price tag on that no, no, I can't. have teachers just exactly like that. That's, I mean, that's a super example because they have this high need for achievement and they want to be part of a team where they can demonstrate that they can handle just about anything you throw at them. And boy, that's is exactly right. isn't it great to have a staff who feels that way and, and is motivated yeah. to do that? You know, everybody wants to for get paid. sure. Okay. But it's not the pay that's driving most people. In fact, in one of the sets of motives we look at, there's six different motives. Only one of them has anything to do with pay. Another set, we look at 12 different motives and in there, only one of them has anything to do with pay. So there's all these other opportunities that organizations and people are leaving on the table and not using at right. all. Because like you, that's why like this great re- resignation is going on where people were in jobs, they right. might have been making good money, but like they're not motivated. Like right. they're in a situation that doesn't right. motivate them. They don't feel appreciated. So there's now they're they're searching and they're searching for that job. They might take something research. with less pay, but they feel better about it. And, or it's a better leader. Uh, we find out right. that at least twenty five percent of the time people leave because of the leader themselves or the lack of leadership. So it's really right. interesting to to see what happens. And again, that's got nothing to do with the money. That's all about the culture, as you pointed out, Mark. You know, that's all about you know having the opportunity to achieve, Dan. What you were pointing out. You know, so right. so there are so many other things that are motivating people. Sure, you got to pay them, but anybody can pay them. The issue becomes what else can you do to really motivate them and what opportunities can you give them? Right. Yeah, because if they're not motivated, I don't care what you're paying them. But right. that's where they're going to leave. Like I quit a $92,000 a year right. job <laughs> back in 99 to get a real estate license and, and take a, a shot, which I had no clue what I was getting into. You know, my first broker said, good luck, go get them. But it was like, it took a long time to figure out what I was supposed to do. But here I was in a city job that nobody quits making 90 grand a year, five weeks vacation. But it wasn't about money. I was not happy. And now when you're, you're not happy, happy it doesn't matter. And now matter. you're making the money as well. So it works well right. in both dimensions. Right. right so right. if people want to know more about this or if they have a desire to learn more or want us to show them how to do it, just get us, contact us at net. And we'll be delighted to work with you. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Dr. A. Thank you, doctor. All right. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week here and listening to our show and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. We are actually looking for a couple sponsors. I want a solar company. I want a roofer. I'm looking <laughs> for an HVAC guy. You might get a call from me. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All, all positive, positive all, all the time. time.
Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.